A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, if only you would heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and keep his commandments and statutes that are written in this book of the law, when you return to the Lord, your God, with all your heart and your soul. For this command that I enjoin on you today is not too mysterious and remote for you. It is not up in the sky that you should say, who will go up in the sky to get it for us and tell us of it that we may carry it out? Nor is it across the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea to get it for us and tell us of it that we may carry it out? No, it is something very near to you, already in your mouths and in your hearts, and you have only to carry it out. The word of the Lord. to you, O Lord, for the time of your favor, O God. In your great kindness, answer me with your constant help. Answer me, O Lord, for your bounteous, for bounteous is your kindness. In your great mercy, turn toward me. Turn to the Lord in your need and you afflicted and in pain. Let your saving help, O God, protect me. I will praise the name of God in song, and I will glorify him with thanksgiving. Turn to the Lord in your need, and you will live. See you, lowly ones, and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds, he spurns not. Turn to the Lord in your need, and you will live. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. The descendants of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall inhabit it. Turn to the Lord in your need, and you will live. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. 
He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he himself might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things for him, making peace by the blood of his cross through him, whether those on earth or those in heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Your words are spirit and life. You Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord.
Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Father Jared Wolf. In case we missed each other uh, last weekend, last weekend was my first weekend here, but in case uh, we missed each other, just by way of reminder, I'm the new parochial uh, vicar here, the sidekick to Father Johnson, and I'll be the new, uh, or am the new chaplain at St. Mary's Academy, and will be teaching there this fall. And so the first thing I'd just like to say by way of introduction is just that I'm grateful to be here. I am grateful first to Father Christie, who I've gotten to know the past couple years and I know served here well, and so I'm grateful to be taking his place. I'm grateful to and looking forward to getting to know you and getting to know your family, some of you I know from other places and some of you I'll get to know. And then I'm grateful and looking forward to uh, serving as chaplain at, at our schools, uh, at, our Saint, at our academy, I should say. Um, <clears throat> I understand that uh, when announcing that I would be coming here, Father Johnson brought up a debate on how to correctly spell our name. Father Johnson is Father Jared Johnson. I'm Father Jared Wolf. He spells it J-A-R-E-D. I spell it J-A-R-A-D. And so I just need to say something. I don't really want to enter the debate or settle the debate. I know that I'm the sidekick. I like being the sidekick. <laughs> the decisions are less weightier when you're the sidekick. Uh, and I was recently reminded of that fact that I'm number two recently. I was in Rome, helped with our students on pilgrimage. And uh, another priest was with Father Brandon Wolf, just ordained about a month ago. We're not related. He's from a different wolf pack. But he is a good guy. He is a good guy. And so he brought some students out to lunch in order to get to know them, show them where good places are to eat, et cetera, et cetera. And afterwards, I was speaking to one of those students. He was very cheerful. We had a good conversation, and then he suddenly got this look on his face, and he said, you know what I just realized, Father Wolf? You're my second favorite Father Wolf now. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. <laughs> the next day, we were talking again, again talking about, you know, the trip and how it's going, and he got the same look on his face. And he said, you know what else I just realized? I said, no, what? You're my second favorite Father Jared, too. <laughs> and so I get it. I'm number two. I have an identity crisis going on. My name is totally unoriginal <laughs> and shared by everyone else. But if I tell these stories, I get some sympathy. <laughs> so that's the way to come back. Uh, if you're here last week, Father Johnson uh, mentioned a bit about my background. I went to the University of Mary for a couple years, and I played football there before entering the seminary. So I thought as a way of kind of introduction to myself, I would expand on that a bit and, and fill it out. Um, the first thing I'd just like to note, when I was at the University of Mary for two years, I enjoyed it immensely. It was a great time there. It was a great school for me. I made great friends, and to this day, some of my best friends in the entire world I made at that time, playing football and going to school there. And I love seeing them. I love seeing my old teammates around and catching up and, and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, and so when I entered the seminary, it wasn't because I was unhappy or out of options. You know, Jesus had to kind of intervene in a radical way to convince me. And so I just thought I'd mention two of those things in summary fashion. What was that? What motivated me to join the priesthood? The first thing that motivated me was actually a good understanding of priestly celibacy, a healthy understanding of priestly celibacy and what that is all about. I think often when we discuss priestly celibacy, just kind of quickly, 
or if I asked this all, please define it for me, we would say, you can't get married. And that's certainly true. I'm not married, and I'm not going to get married. Um, but that's not the only thing that it's about. When we just say it that way and leave it there, it gives the impression that it's kind of in the fine print, you know, or it's just like a negative thing, that you get signed, the church signs up, ministers signs up, seminarians, uh, has them sign their life away, sends them off to school, and then says, oh, by the way, you can't date. You can't get married. You know, it's very clear up front. But there's something much, much more than priestly celibacy. Think of any married couple. A man and a woman decide, who decide to marry each other say a lot of no's. They say a lot of no's. They say no to the possibility of dating or marrying any number of other people. They say no to every other man, every other woman in the world, but it's so that they can say yes to this one. And by saying no to every other person in the world, this yes to this one is that much more affirming. And that commitment is that much more profound. It's a no in service of a bigger yes that I commit myself to this other person and want to raise a family with them. It's similar for the priesthood and similar for priestly celibacy. The priest does say no to a wife and kids. And he even says no knowing the profound good that a wife and kids can be. And in fact, you have to be capable of being a good father and a good husband in order to be a good priest. But it, doesn't, it does not just stop with that no. The priest who receives priestly celibacy from Jesus receives it as a gift, and he gets to say yes to that special relationship with Jesus. He can depend on Jesus and receive from Jesus for the relationship needs he would normally find with a wife and kids. He says yes to service to the church, service to the parish, and to the making available the making available of the sacraments so that other people can be connected to Jesus and encounter Jesus. For me, once this was all explained to me through friends and through priests that I was beginning to get to know, that profound yes to Jesus and service to the church and to making the sacraments available, that profound yes was extremely attractive to me. I just thought that a life dedicated to Jesus in that unique way a life dedicated to making the sacraments available was a life well lived. Second was the understanding that Jesus calls you to the priesthood because he actually thinks you'll kind of like it and enjoy it. It's not a death sentence when, you, when a young man begins to consider the priesthood. One of the struggles I had right before entering seminary was the thought, well, I actually want to do this, so it must not be God's will. I actually want this, so maybe, maybe that i got to deny myself. Now, certainly our will does need purification, and selfishness needs a, uh, the healing grace of God. And a happy life does include self-denial, and includes purification, and includes sacrifice. But something that I didn't understand at that time, but began to understand through discerning the priesthood, that a powerful way that God manifests himself and a powerful way that God manifests his will is through attracting the heart. 
to the very goodness that he wants to share with it. You could even say that God seduces the heart. Jesus seduces the heart because he wants to be good to it. He wants to give to it and be generous to the soul. I think that this point is actually really important as we consider today's gospel, the gospel of the Good Samaritan. There is, of course, the obvious message uh, to the Christian to go and love your neighbor. That's how the gospel ends. Jesus says, go and do likewise. But the deepest meaning of this gospel today is the simple truth that Jesus himself is the Good Samaritan. It's not us who are the Good Samaritan first. The story is about Jesus. He is the Good Samaritan. Jesus only commands love from us for our neighbor because Jesus himself loves. Jesus himself encounters the broken soul that has been beaten and wounded by robbers and left for dead. He binds the wounds. He anoints them with oil. He brings them to the inn, which is the church, and he provides for them. Saying yes to the will of God. And saying yes to what Jesus commands of us always has this knowledge in the background. Jesus only commands what he himself does. And he only commands because he wants to be good to us. For me, I learned that that, this lesson as I discerned the priesthood, you could say it this way, that as I discerned the priesthood, Jesus was being the good Samaritan to me. Going to seminary definitely took sacrifices, and I took some lumps in a variety of different ways. A very simple example, when I told my offensive coordinator I was going to go to the seminary, uh, the first thing he said to me was, so what? And I said, well, so I'm not going to be here next year playing football. And he said, why is that? Isn't seminary on South Campus? I said, no, those are sisters. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not studying to be a sister. He wasn't Catholic, so it was all kind of new to him, but <laughs> that's a simple example. There are other bigger sacrifices, of course, but in the course of all this, all those little things, all those sacrifices, Jesus was being the good Samaritan to me. I hope it's clear too, and it's the only reason I decided uh, to share those little parts of my vocation story is that these dynamics are not just true for discerning the priesthood. And it, for me, these dynamics haven't ended just because I've been ordained a priest. But in every way, in every way that we try to say no to the world, and in every way that we have to say no, we're asked to say no uh, to something to live a Christian life, it's in service of a bigger yes, a yes to God, a yes to Jesus. And as we try to do that, as we seek to say no to the world, to say no to sin, and to, to say yes to Jesus and to his will, Jesus is being the good Samaritan to us. As I said, I'm grateful to be here, and uh, may God bless you all. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, 
light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus calls on us to love our neighbor. Let us show that love by asking God to meet the needs of our neighbors near and far. That leaders and followers in the church bear witness to love of neighbor as did the Good Samaritan. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That families and communities experiencing the effects of violence and unrest come to experience healing, mutual respect and harmony. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That all members of our parish family welcome the stranger, shelter the homeless, and build a community of love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we will be blessed with good weather and adequate moisture during these summer months. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who are sick have hope and strength during their time of suffering. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the parishioners of St. Mary's, for whom this Mass is being offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who have died be one with God in heaven, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the prayers in the silence of our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, look kindly upon the prayers of your children before you. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who is Christ the Lord. Amen. I now invite the children forward for their offering. Our hymn is number 593. <laughs> Spirit and life. 
faithful Lord, richer than gold, stronger than death. Your words are spirit of life, O Lord, life everlasting.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look upon the offerings of the church, O Lord, as she makes her prayer to you, and grant that when consumed by those who believe, they may bring ever greater holiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again.
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and David, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant your peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Christ be with you, Father. Lamb of 
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Our first communion song is 509, 509, as Christ is for us.
So we rise with Him each morning, and we work as work we must to be Christ for others, as Christ is for us. To be Christ for others, as Christ is for us. And as we care for each other, so we must care for our home. And that we breathe waters that run, flowing with life for the good of all. May the bread we share keep us mindful, and the fruit of the vine make us one. Let the So we rise with Him each morning, and we work as work we must, to be Christ for others, as Christ is for us, to be Christ for others. As Christ is for us. We'll also sing Open My Eyes, which is 392, 392.
Let us pray. Having consumed these gifts, we pray, O Lord, that by our participation in this mystery, its saving effects upon us may grow. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth. The Mass is ended. Thanks be to God. Our closing song, 630. 630.
Blessed are the poor in spirit, longing for their Lord. For God's coming kingdom shall be there. Blessed are the sorrowing, for they shall be consoled. And the meek shall come to rule the world. Lead me, Lord, lead me, Lord, by the light of truth to see and to find the narrow way. Be my way, be my truth, be my life, my Lord. And lead me, Lord, today. Blessed are the merciful, for mercy shall be theirs. And the pure in heart shall see their God. Blessed are they whose hunger only holiness can fill. For I say they shall be satisfied. Lead me, Lord, lead me, Lord, by the light of truth to see and to find the narrow way. Be my way, be my truth, be my life, my Lord. And lead 